You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kipolevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Shalom Brocha, Alichtikin, and Freilich and Hanukkah, to be both, both days. Uh, we have the schus today to hear from, uh, as I said in the uh, invitation, Talmud Chochem, Rabbeimuv, and Amiva, one who is not only very learned, but understands the musig of Shemesh Tamid HaChomim, Sailafi Rashi, Sailafi the Rambam. What's that about? It's Shlitan Gemara and also the Shemesh Tamid HaChomim, as he has been Shamish, one of the great Tamid HaChomim of the Dora Ovar, Shmario Shulman, Zeich Tzadik Levrocha, Herbavrom Yaakov Wilner, who is going to present to us a sheer that is special for Hilchus. The Wilmer family approaches the Shloshim uh, of their father, Yosef Menachem ben Moshe Yisroel, uh, that was Nifter about Rishchidish Kislev. So as he approaches the Shloshim, uh, I asked Rabbi Wilmer if, if he would be mechabedos to give a shir lili mishmos. We're saying that you, you start off by saying a freilich and chanak and luchtige chanak to be yotzer all the days, and you also mentioned about the Shulman. So I just want to add uh, one point. I was once discussing with a friend of mine that that it didn't make the way people like wish to each other at Freyach and Hanukkah or whatever. It doesn't sound like that would be the way that the old Litvish Yidin would wish each other on Hanukkah. It sounds too, you know, uh, joyful or whatever, you know, uh, jovial to say Freyach and Hanukkah. So as an experiment, many years ago, so as an experiment, I I called Rabbi Shulman then on, on the spot. I called Rabbi Shulman and he picked up the phone and he said, a guten Hanukkah. So I... Uh, I figured. I figured. I was my guess that he would do that. That's why I just experimented by uh, doing that. But either way, I thank you, Rabbi Levitch, for this schus um, to give a shir lila nishmas my father. And I heard from many people, a good few people uh, over the course of Shiva, people Lakewood or Muncie, that my father Zatzal had a tremendous nachas would hear me say a shir, and he would come when I had said shiur in Muncie. He always came, whether he's feeling up to it or not. He always would come, and he would always. Um, and what was very unique about him was he would never take any credit, although he was the one, obviously, who helped me be in Yeshiva all the years. And uh, he, when people would come over to him afterwards and say they enjoyed the shir or whatever, he always says, nothing to do with me. No, it's not, it has nothing to do with me. It's nothing to do with me. And the most credit he would ever take, he would say, well, at least I didn't ruin him. He would say, he would say it like that. I, it's really, um, that's something he never, he never looked for any credit for any schos that he had, but he definitely... It definitely is his schus. Like I said, it was definitely, he was the one who all these years was helping me. I was able to stay in Yeshiva and really had a tremendous um, nachas when I said shirim. So I hope this also will have a tremendous nachas, not hearing me live, but he'll have nachas, the fact that the shir is being said. I want to speak about a question that the Beis Yosef asks in Simon Tafresh Ayin Aleph. And again, it's not the Beis Yosef's kasha, the most famous kasha and uh, in Hilkas Hanukkah, that everyone discusses why is Hanukkah eight days rather than it's only seven days. There's another cash that the Beis Yosef asks in Hilkas Hanukkah, which didn't get nearly as much coverage, but yet it's a very interesting cash. The din that he's refer- that the Beis Yosef is talking about is the halacha comes from a Gemara and Shabbos and Dafkov Kimmel. If a person has a house that has two entrances, let's say one on the east side and one on the west side, both sides he has entrances and both are face the road where people walk go by. So the halacha is, he has the light on both sides of the house. Why? Because if people will walk, let's say, in front of the east entrance of his house and not see a menorah, they'll say, the guy doesn't like menorah. 
They don't know that he, he really lit it on the other side. You don't make your head, you know, all you need to do to light is on one Pesach. He doesn't have to light on both sides, right? So, but you have to light on both sides of your house to make sure no one suspects you for doing anything wrong. And that's the Gemara. The Beisayseb's cash is as follows. The Gemara says in Brochus that a person is not supposed to walk by a shul if he's not coming into Davin. And the Gemara says that's only true if there's if that's the only shul in town. Because if there's another shul in town, it, people will assume if you're not coming to Davin now, you're going to a different shul to Davin, if there's different binyanim or whatever. But then the Gemara even narrows it down that even if it's only one shul in town, but there's more than one entrance to the shul, you're allowed to walk by if you're not coming in. You're allowed to go by the, to the east entrance of the shul, and people will see you not walking in, they'll say, okay, you didn't go into the shul on this side, you'll go around to the other side. So, that's the Gemara in Brachas and Davches. So the Mesiasis question is as follows. When it comes to Hilchas Hanukkah, when the person has two sides, one, one facing east, one facing west, people assume, we're not, we don't dam the Kavskos. We don't say, oh, I don't see a Menor here. Mestama, he'll, he'll live on the other side. People's reaction is they judge him negatively. They say, hey, where's the guy's Menor? Why didn't he light a Menor? However, when it comes to uh, Shul, walking by a Shul, the Gemara itself says, as long as there's an ability to lament schus on the guy, he says, okay, he didn't come into this entrance, or he didn't go to this shul, or go around, or come in. That's okay, it's fine, he's allowed to do that, and people are dan lekav schus him. So what is the difference in, in between Hanukkah, Menerah's Hanukkah, that we're not dan lekav schus, and when it comes to walking by a shul, we are dan lekav schus. That's the Beis of Kasha, as you see on the screen here, in, some, in Simon Pavarish, Ayin Aleph. He starts with him, Toymar, relatively short shtigl, and he gives two turuts. The first tarot he gives is <clears throat> that when it comes to, where it's being highlighted, when it comes to davening, if a person doesn't daven, people look at it as a prekas all malchus shemayim. That's a bad, people don't not daven. <clears throat> so people say, the guy's not going to not daven, must be, he's going somewhere else or whatever. So therefore, he's allowed to walk by and people, it's easier to be down the kavs chus when it comes to davening than it is for Hanukkah because, like he says, that not davening is a pyrrhic all malchus shemayim. That's like a, that's a very strong level that people aren't going to do. So therefore, People are down the Kavskos. The second tarot that he says is that lighting Hanukkah involves Hefzid Mama. It costs money to light Menorah. So we're afraid if a person walks by a person's house, he doesn't see a Menorah, a person's reaction, the person who walks by, his reaction is going to be, is like, oh, the guy doesn't want to spend money on Mitzvah. He doesn't want to spend money on Hanukkah. So therefore, <clears throat> he's going to judge him negatively. He'll say, obviously, the guy didn't want to spend money on Hanukkah. Mashenki, my davening, the less ba hefsin mamon, it doesn't cost any money to daven. So ki ika piska chrita, layasal machli, nakati chosha the guy. If I don't see him walk into the shul over here, I say to myself, why shouldn't the guy daven? Does it cost him anything to daven? Why wouldn't he daven? So therefore, I don't judge him negatively, I judge him positively, favorably. I'll say, all right, he's going to go he's gonna go around the other side of shul. That's the base of two truths. Now, this kasha that the base of has, many of them are farshi shulchanarach. They jump on this kasha. There's different mahalchim to understand this kasha. I'm going to just mention it, just uh, drop, uh, drop more before I get what I wanted to speak about. About Kshad is the Magen Avram. It's just an interesting side note. The Magen Avram takes issue with the Beis Yosef's terets about davening not being called the Hefzid Mama. It doesn't cost any money to daven. The Magen Avram points out that the Gemara in Bamatzia Daf Amud Beis Amud Beis when it talks about the mitzvah prika the ina of tzabra the chayim is the rice or not? In the course of that, you're back and forth in the Gemara. The Gemara at one point mentions, <coughs> excuse me, that to 
load of behemoth, do a preka, uh, to do te'ina on the behemoth, there's no hepsin mammon involved. There's no chasar and kiss involved. However, unloading an animal could involve chasar and kiss because if you don't unload the animal, the animal could collapse and die. It'll be a caution. The author of Esau Kines says, me less about chasar and kiss. Is there no chasar and kiss? Because at the hachi v'hachi batom shvakim, which means in the meantime, instead of davening, he could have gone to the marketplace. So I was going to say the Gemara there in Bavmetzia says that even loading an animal, if you have unloading, even loading an animal involves loss of money because if you weren't busy loading this guy's animal, you could have been making money. So as always, now the Magen Avraham is a short, cryptic, hard words to figure out exactly what he's driving at. But the Magen point obviously is that when a person goes to shul, although it doesn't cost him money necessarily to go to shul and daven, but the fact that he's going to daven and he's not going to the shuk to make money, that also involves chasar and If he doesn't like the tarots of the Beisayi he says his own tarots. The Bach and the Taz, they, all, they also offer their own tarots. The only one that the tarots I want to share at the moment is the Lavush says the tarots, which also many Yachroinim speak about, try to figure out what he means exactly. Because Lavush says is different because uh, when it comes to the two sides of the house, I walk by the, this house. I don't know that you have another side to your house. All I see in front of me is that there's no manure at this door. So I, I, I wonder what's going on. How can we not lighting How can we not lighting manure? I don't realize that you have the other side. Masha Enke, when it comes to a shul, everyone's familiar with the layout of the shul. Whoever lives there, they know they're familiar with the layout of the shul. They know there's two entrances. So it's much easier to be Malamed Schuss and somebody who walks by a shul and doesn't come into that entrance. Can a guy figures, okay, I know I know there's an entrance on the other side. He'll go there and go in. Masha Enke, I don't know the layout of your house. I don't know uh, if you have one entrance or two entrances or not. That's the Lavush's Teretz. And again, why that terrace is difficult and, and on the page right in the bush, both the Taisus Yamtif and his peerage called Mabusha Yamtif, Elia Rabba, his peerage called Elia Zuta, both imprinted on the page of the bush, have a very hard time with that terrace because it seems very clear in the Gemara that we're talking about. Everyone knows he has to because the Gemara's Lashen is if a person says, if I see he didn't light on this end, he probably didn't light on the other end either. So we know the guy has two ent- entrances to his house. The technical difficulty that they have with the bush's terrace. But either way, just to sum up before we get into the main topic we want to discuss over here is again, we're working with the Beisayasim's question over here. Beisayasim wants to know why when it comes to Chanukah, is there so, well, you, so to speak, Machmir, when Machmir and Hulk's Chshad, that you first, you have to light on both sides, uh, both entrances to your house. We don't want anybody to be choshed you that you aren't lighting Menorahs. Therefore, you have to go out of your way and light both, make sure nobody has any Chshad against you. As opposed to that when walking by a shul, if you're not coming into Davin, if there's two entrances, we say we say that people are malamet schus. That people are malamet schus on you. And realize, okay, you didn't come into this. Uh, you didn't go to this entrance. You go to you go to the other entrance. So there is limut schus. So why does Hanukkah not have limut schus? And and the um, shul has limut schus. That's the kasha. So I like to suggest the terrets by um, by first, by speaking about. In the general Indian of Shad by Chanukah, I think we'll shed some light on this on this topic. The Gemara says when the Gemara brings this din and Davchav Gimel and Shabbos about lighting on two sides of the of, of your house, the Gemara then goes on to say, How do you know that you're for Shad? And the Gemara brings a Mishnah and Peah, which says, but why do you have to leave Peah on the corner of your field? And one of the four reasons that the Gemara gives, uh, one of the reasons why the pay has to be in the court is you don't want somebody walking by and see you harvesting your field or whatever. He may not, if, if pay didn't have to be 
uh, on the end of the field. Maybe you put you left pay in the middle of the field or somewhere. I don't know that. I just see you working your field and not leaving anything. So I'm close to you that maybe you didn't uh, take pay. And therefore, uh, I have to leave pay on the corner, uh, the edge of the field. Anybody walking by could see. So that's um, that's how you know that we're close for Shad. And therefore, therefore, the um, that's the Mars source that you have to light on both sides of a house between Shad. Now, there's a very big cash that many Echronim ask. Chamtzvi asks it, the Chacham Ashleim of Shleim Kulger seems to be bothered by this question as well. Why is it so difficult to find out why we, why do we care about Chashad? We have a Pasuk in Chumash, we have Mishnayis, we have Mishnayis in Gemara's Valley, we have Mishnayis in Shkolom, how you ought to walk into the room to take out the Chumash Alushka to make sure that you don't have any pockets or whatever, that you're hiding things in there. Yisim Nikim, no, one, no one's allowed to be, uh, you have to make sure you don't come with Chashad. The Mishnah also learns that their Mishnayis is psukim. Why is it? Why is the Gemara asking? Uh, how do I know that there's something called Chashad? You know from Chumash, you know from, you know from Mishnayis. Why is it difficult? That's a Chamsvi. Many Achorim ask this question. So the Teretz that I mean, I don't, I didn't see anyone worded exactly the way I'm going to word it right now, but it's based on what the Achorim uh, answered to this question. They go with the site as follows, that obviously there's something different about the chashad of Hanukkah than there is in the, gen- than the generic chashad that is out there. You now I'll do certain things that brings you the chashad. Like the Gemara says, you're getting a bracha, for example. You're not allowed to walk into a churva, to a place of ruins. But people might be choshish, that you're, you're up to no good over there. There's many of those type of things. But Hanukkah, it's not the, the general, maybe a guy's not doing something good going on over here. What's going on over here is when Chachomim or Masakim Ner Hanukkah, they wanted that it should be done with such a proper hydra, let's call it. It should be done so properly that there's no room at all to be to be me that I'm not doing it correctly. Meaning, it, they're saying in the mitzvah, the mitzvah itself has a built-in chshad to it, as opposed to other mitzvahs don't have a built-in chshad. There's a general umbrella rule across Kol Tarekula, Kol, don't do anything that's suspicious. But Hanukkah, we're not obviously tapping into that general rule of don't do anything suspicious because we said the Gemara says we not Tamra, we bring a mitzvah, we bring the raya from Peya. What do you see in Peya? That included in the mitzvah of Peya, mitzvah of Peya itself has in it built into how the system of Peya works is I don't want somebody walking by your field and thinking you're not taking off Peya, right? So too over here in, in Hanukkah we want that when you light your ner on Hanukkah, it should be done so well, so proper with every either that there is no mukhim to be that what you're doing, that they're doing anything wrong. You find, like, just as a muscle, you find this concept when you have, like, a hidder mitzvah in general, that the hidder is, many, it's a lot of terror on this, that the hidder comes together with the mitzvah itself. There's no such thing as a freestanding hidder. You can only do, or you can be mahader a mitzvah while you're doing a mitzvah. I'll give you a, 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 a very classic example, a local case that can come up all the time. Yeah. Uh, they say the term that Biskarov spoke about this and others. Let's say on a especially can happen now winter might say Shabbosim, plenty of time uh, for Mav Malka. A person decides he wants for Mav Malka, he's gonna have, let's say, uh, Danish, he wants to have Mazinus. Then two hours later, he says, No, I, I should really uh, be Mahadr, it's more Mahudr to uh, wash for um, Mav Malka than just have Danish. Let me wash now. Is there any point in washing now? People say, Well, why not? Chaparayan, the, the, the hinder of Mav Malka with washing. But on the other side of the coin, this way I believe Mr. Rob said it is that to you yaitse malav malka with anything that you eat, right? Just if you, if you at the time that you yaitse, if you do it with a hitter, it's better. But once the mitzvah is over 
and you're ready now just doing a hither, there's no such thing as just a hither. You mean Mahadr Mala Malka, Mala Malka is over with already. You waited already. You can't, you could have been Mahadr then when you ate Mala Malka. Now that you ate it already, it's over. You can't just have a hither. There's many a lot to say on that subject. I want to just use it as a muscle. Over here, that the shad over here isn't that general shad that that that, that it stands on its own that exists in Kol Terakula. Here, while you're doing the mitzvah, I'm right now. I'm doing mitzvah Hanukkah. I have to do it in a way while I like that there is no shad involved. Right. Therefore, when I when I the guard is telling me I have to light on both sides because I only light on one side as I'm lighting right now while I'm lighting. There is a doubt going on of hey, what's with the how come he doesn't have any other side? Okay, and that's I, I saw this concept that, that the, the shad of Hanukkah is in part of the mitzvah. Shamrik has this very similar to that other Rosh Hashiva's last daughter too. Had similar type. I, I just the idea came from there. Just the, so I like the word like that is that in the mitzvah of Hanukkah included in the mitzvah is shad. Now with that, I want to say perhaps you could answer the famous kasha that the Beis Halevi asked the truth of Shlomo Kluger asked the kasha in Chochma Shlomo. Is why is it when your nair goes out, we say that if you lit it properly, if whatever reason it went out, you don't have to relight it because of shad. That's basically basically famous cash, and he actually says he thinks that you really should have to light it. But uh, well, shad, the Gemara wasn't talking about that when the Gemara talks about Kavsa, the Gemara was talking about the Ikaratim. But anyway, so but what's going on? Why the minus when people's candles go out, you don't relight them, you don't know what people are going to think, they don't realize that it went out as opposed to the two sides of the house. I think the terror, the terrorist is. That when I light by the two sides of the house, I have to light it in a way that I included the chashash of chashad. I, I made sure that there is no chashad, right? But when I lit my menorah in the regular place, by the window, whatever I did, I did the proper menorah. It happens to you one out, so my chiv is over. I don't have to just worry about chashad. That's why I was giving that example before about hither, just as a muscle. I don't have to just worry about, oh, what's the guy going to think when he walks by my house? That's not what we're worried about over here. We're not worried about what people, whatever you do, people are going to have comments on what you're doing. That's not the shad we're worried about. We're worried about that when you light your nair, you light it in a way that you covered the, all the grounds. I lit it in a way that everything is, there is no doubt on me. I did everything I'm supposed to do. There is no shad on me. That's why, that's the difference between kavsa that's in Zakhla. You don't have to relight your menorah all because uh, it went, all because it went. I did what I had to do. I'm done. I, I, I did have luck and it has no shad. As opposed to the two sides of the house, they're already. I uh, when I when I light, I have to take into consideration that, that this lighting should not have any doubts along with it, and no shot on it. Therefore, I light on both sides. Yeah. So, but again, this it, up until now, it's uh, I would say I I um, embellished or took from Chaim Scheinberg and others, and just you know made some different examples. But here, I want to just take you a little further. This you saw. The Gemara says in Brachas, so another kasha you can answer with this. The Gemara says in Brachas, like I mentioned before, that why can't you can't walk into a, a churva, a place of ruins, because you were afraid that uh, one of the reasons is Another reason is it might fall down, there. So the Gemara wants to know why do I need all these reasons? Why can't I just say is good enough? Why can't I say Mapoilas is good enough? Why do I need all these different reasons? So the Gemara gives different akimtas how it's possible to have one without the other. Right, where it's it's brand new, so it's not going to fall, but it may be a problem. Masikin, etc., etc. So I saw a kasha in a sefer I have here at home called Mincha Shmuel from Rav Shmuel Yaluv. I heard his name many times from Bishulman. That's how I have I'm just mentioned how I came to the sefer in the first place. He was a rav. He was a Talmud from Abba Bear, and he uh, later moved to Syracuse. He was after he left Europe. He was in Syracuse, I believe, like for forty years. He was a rav in upstate New York, in Syracuse, New York. 
In his Sefer al Ashas called Mincha Shmuel, he asks the following kasha. His, he asked, how come in the Gemara here in Shabbos, when it discusses the four reasons to why we have to leave pay on the edge of the field, it doesn't also compare why we need all four reasons. Give me a kim as we have one without the other. as Just like the Gemara did, did there in Brachas. The Gemara said there's three reasons why you can't go into a churva. And in the, the Gemara there wonder, why do, need, why do I need all the reasons? So here also, I, there's four reasons why the pay has to be on the end of the field. One of them is Shad. Let's go through all the reasons. That's his kasha. So I was thinking, based on what we were saying before, is that this is not that question of why do I need the shot tape away from other reasons. That's talking about the general generic shad. If I could do without that, then if, the, if there's no reason to be had that kind of shad, then I don't need it. Then it'd be other reasons. But here, p- part of the mitzvah of peah, just like we're saying, my kind is when I put out my my grain in the corner over there for peah, it has to be done in a way there is no shad. It's not general umbrella shad of people shouldn't think negatively about you, whatever. It's in the mitzvah of peah. Peah requires that that I do I leave my field for whatever reason. Again, I don't know that we don't know why it's that way. That the bar makes clear there's something unique about Hanukkah and peah that there's there is shad built into the mitzvah. Meaning, in other words, the way to do the mitzvah in the most mahudradika way is do it in a way that there's zero point zero shad on you and while you're doing the mitzvah. So if that's the case, the bar can say, well. Who needs chad to be like something else? Chad is not a side note of the mitzvah over here. But nah, chad is from the essence of the mitzvah. That is how I'm being mekayim the mitzvah. I'm being mekayim the mitzvah's payah in a way that there is no chad. So there's no option of saying, oh, let's forget about that reason. Let's think about other reasons. Like the Gemara did in Brachos with the, uh, with the field, with the going into the ruins over there. But here, we, I can't just do away with the chad as a side, as a side thing. It's very. It's part and parcel of Kiev mitzvah's peya is. I do the mitzvah without any chat. So that's one thing I want to say. You can answer based on this. So now, another to get to some before I get back to this space. So if we get some like practical shilas that do come up in Hilchos Chanukah, which is so it may play a role. There's halacha, of course, that an oinein is potter for mitzvahs right before the kvura. An oinein is potter for mitzvahs. So what happens if a person, uh, someone, a relative, a close relative, is nifter on Hanukkah? So and he's oinein now. What does it do about Ner Hanukkah? So really, make sure that he's potter. Now, not, not me, he's potter. He's potter for mitzvahs, right? He's potter for all says. So that Ilya Rabbi declares, the Mishnah Brewer quote, quotes it. Is what happens if he's the only person in the house, and uh, then his wife shall light, but if his wife's not there. Should he lie anyway? We should pursue Manisa without a bracha. I mean, obviously, there's no, there's no chance that the Oyen is able to make a bracha. That's for sure not. But let him lie anyway. We shouldn't pursue Manisa. Some say yes, some say no. No, they, they were misakin. So the question I saw, I, I think it was, it's from Chief Pesach Frank, I, I saw the Kasha, one of the Achreidim is, oh, what a second, what, why, why shouldn't he have to lie with Nechshad? Anybody, somebody walks by his house, doesn't know it's the first night. He has no idea that, he, that he, he's it's like he saw him lying. If he walks by his house, he sees no nair. And nair shad, he should be without a bracha. Let him let him light without a bracha. And the reason why he has to light without a bracha is nair shad. Not everybody knows he's oinim. That's the kasha that I saw as. So I think to answer that kasha is that again, we're not worried about the general shad that exists in Kol Tarakul. We're not worried. You, like, yeah, you have to do what you have to do. The halacha is, he doesn't like Kanaqul, he doesn't like Kanaqul. He doesn't have to worry about other people judging. Uh, what, what do you have to worry about? The Hanukkah has in it built into it. When you like, you like in a way that has no shad, you're, you're shad free. It's a shad free lightning. You did everything, you did everything properly. There's nothing to be, uh, 
this is vecnia. But that, like I said, that's only when when there's a chiyav hadlaka, then that's like the ikker, and the chshad is included in that ikker. But if I have no chiyav to light at all, because an oinin is part of the it can't just make me do it with neach chshad, because the chshad only exists if I have a lighting. If I don't have to light, then I, I don't. There is no. There's no independent thing called chshad. All chshad is is a piece of the uh, a part of lighting Hanukkah. So if, if I if, if Oinin tells me that I do not have to light Neiros Hanukkah. I do not have to be concerned with Chshad either. They don't. It does never. Trying to bring out that it doesn't. It doesn't stand alone. Ever this kind of Chshad. Chshad by Hanukkah is unique. It's not the generic Chshad. Watch you. Watch what you're doing. Make sure people are um, not suspecting you or whatever. Right here, it has to be. I have to light properly. If I don't have to light, I don't have Chshad either. That's one uh, one thing I think practically I think you can answer with that. Another Shiloh, which is I think a very common Shiloh, and that is when people, especially with upcoming Shabbos, people go away, Shabbos Hanukkah, or people going away in general, especially on Shabbos is more than again. Do you have, there is, believe it or not, I mean, discussed in Paiskir, or Moshe has a truth about it, I believe he's, he's actually pretty machin about it, that what about, good, the guy goes away for Shabbos, he doesn't have to lie. What if you're always in your neighborhood, though, honey, you went away for a day? Nobody, people don't know that you went away. So how do you get out of that shad not lighting your house? How, to the point where Moshe and others discuss having a shliach go into your house, even your way somewhere, but in your house, someone should come and light for you. And in, I believe in, the, the, in general, people are makele about it. But the question is why? There should be shad. There should be shad there. Like they're like we're uh, like other cases working. Why is it any worse than two have two sides of my house? Right? I lit on one side. Yeah, lighting the other side. People may, may be suspicious of me. It does nothing there at all. If I'm away, uh, if I'm away for the weekend, people will be suspicious. Where is my dinner? Uh, Let's say it's so common to go away or whatever. Like that. Everyone goes away. People realize. Let's say now that's got some do, some don't, or whatever. Or you went away on a regular weeknight of Hanukkah. Not, not everyone goes away. Do I have to lie around? So like I said, there are Moshe and others that discuss it. Some are machmer. Most, I believe, are makel. I think the minigid is to be makel. So I just think as, as a possibility of, to understand the cool a little better, why people are makel is that. Like I was saying before, the, the shad of Hanukkah is when I have a chiyav hadlaka, make sure you do it in a way that make there is no there is no shad involved. I did it like I did it in a perfect way. But if I don't have a chiyav hadlaka in the first place, I don't just have to be concerned about shad. So if I'm going away for Shabbos, I'm going away on a night Hanukkah. There is no chiyav on me to light in my house. I'm at home. So what should make me light? Just shad? I don't have to just worry about it. Hanukkah doesn't tell me. I just have to worry about shad. I have to make sure that my nair is done in a way that there is no, there is no shad at all. But I don't know. Uh, put it this way: no nair, no shad. Yes nair, yes shad. Do you have to worry about it? Yeah, no nair. I'm not chayiv maker. I didn't delight. I don't have to be concerned for shad either. I think that's. I mean, again, why people in general are makel, and I think just like an added sniff to why people maybe makel about this. Yeah. Is, <coughs> they can, if you if you farlozuch on the ramot. That the Iker Hadloka is Bifnim. So, the, you know, it's only yeah. a Hidur. So, a Hidur, the Prima Godim says that even though it's Bifnim, you should try to be Madlik in the Chaloin. But we know the Ramah consistently reiterates throughout Hilchas Hanukkah that it's, we are being Madlik for the Anoshim Bifnim. Right. So right. The, whole, the whole Sugya of Shnei Sochim really doesn't even, it's not even Taifa's Moko. Um, and almost, you know, based on you, you, know, you have to re-examine it. If you're right that the mitzvah 
included in the mitzvah was a special hidur of hadloka what happens to the feast of the Ramah that the mitzvah is now altered so completely? Does, is right. there an element of chashad for the many bias also? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a very good point. That's probably what people make on the begin with. They go away, whatever. Anyway, you're just lighting for yourself. You're not so concerned for your neighbors anyway. You know what I mean? You're not the, anyway, it's really just for you. That, that's a good point. Yeah, that, that is a very good point. Why you could be more like makele about going away, these type of things. But again, the, but even contemporary placekeeper for Moshe and others aren't so aren't so happy about going away for Hanukkah and not leaving a shliach, not having some light for you. I guess you're asking a good point. If you if we're um, if you're relying for your own house, any of all you can do is a base, so it shouldn't matter. That's, that, that definitely would be a big uh, mockum to be make a little more make about it, true. And, and, and I was thinking this was something we discussed uh, when we were talking about the subject of the shear before, is that it could be by peya and by um, the original takon of Ner Hanukkah, which is not, which has somehow changed, with Fida Ramon, that Shasakona somehow. Uh, became expanded, you know, even to our diaries and not in Eretz Yisrael. But I'm saying that it, it could be that it was all based on the fact that it's it's nichlo in what Persumenisa was. In other words, it's zichanad din in hidur because you're not mechuyev to be mahadir to have more than one one nair. But you, even if you're even if you're a cheapskate who only uses one nair, the din of shnei psachim still applies. So it's not subundant of din hidur, but it might be subundant to the din of Pirasum. So mm-hmm. why is it that that, that Peya is Pirasum, is Persomet, right? So it could be that Chazal understood that the side of Matasaniyam, especially with Peya, was to, not only to be Ma'afshir the Ani, which is one thing, because he, but also to generate a mentality that mm-hmm. we are a culture that gives Zlokit, right? Right, so, right, right? So when, 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 when you have a person who who, uh, oh, you see, I'm should him. What that does is that generates I, I, possibly a sense of, okay, we're not, that, that weakens the whole uh, structure of Nasinas uh, leaving over the Matnasaniyam, which mm-hmm. was also a shtickle, a sense of, of Pirsomet. Of, of pirsomet. So it could be that's, I'm just trying to be Masber, why? Mm-hmm. Why it became so much a part and parcel of, of the Halacha? Because it, it, it's a, it, even though it's a mitzvah, I think the Rambam says it's a mitzvah chaviva right? Right, right. But still, Bisman Chazal, there was enough of a refifus that people had, maybe because, like the Beis Yosef said, because of the expense and the tircha, that we want the persona to be outside a Yosef Right. right. Mimela, it's possible. That's why. That's why we uh, conflate peya with. Hanukkah, as far as that goes, I, I, but, but it's only a it's only a a uh, addition with the rabbanon, obviously, like the shear for peya. This is not the, right, right, right. This, well, right. It can't be mocking with the right. It's not the mocking. You, you, you're kind of mitzvah on No, no, I know. I understand, but but Hanukkah, I understand. You say that it's part of the gather of the hadwaka here. It's not the, the the it's a second it's a second din. Meaning, it's not that they made that they didn't make the nasina. Didn't change your nesin. There must be a second on top of it. As opposed to Hanukkah, you're saying, I, I, Rabbi Rambam is saying that it made it that the Ikra Hadwaka was had shot in the mitzvah. Here, it's the second thing. It may be like well, yeah, the it, It's easier by Hanukkah. The Rabban themselves made Hanukkah. I mean, it's easier that this is how they made it. You know what I mean? Like they, uh... right? But it could be. Uh, yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why. It's a it, the whole so thing. It, is it, 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 it could be when they. 
it could be it was that aspect of Hanukkah that was Lafarsim, you know, to the to the Anoshim Bashuk. When it was about Lafarsim Anoshim Bashuk, they clamped on this this gather, like you say, to do it ba'ifin that it's Naki Mechshad. Right. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's a shtickle. What what Rav, 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 Rav Wilner is saying is a shtickle xeris uh, hakosavdik. Right. In other words, <laughs> in the midst of their Hanukkah, they want it to be oifin achi ma'ule. Why? Who says this mitzvah the rabbanit is different than others? So you have different souvenirs. I'm just saying, could be it's because since it was zeroing in on the oilam on the tzibur, right? So therefore, you, 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 the antennas are up. Much more on on chshad, because it's all it's not a, it's not about what you're makai. It's all about you know the message you're sending to others. And and as we know, a tzibur is so vichtik that when you even if even you say tisk tisk about this person that's not doing it, what that ends up doing is when you walk home say maybe I don't have to do it either. Right? Because originally it's like vayisim nikiyim, like erizav avriyad. I'm saying a little bit different. The normal din shot is you, you want to be you don't want people to be choshed that you're a balavera. Here, the chshad is really the, it, it starts, it ignites, pardon the pun, it ignites the idea that the mitzvah. In other words, once the chshad is on you that you're not doing it, so what that devolves into is that people stop doing it and people aren't so nizar. So, and because this was all about lefarse, it could be. I'm just trying to to, to put a little bit of machshavadik of flesh onto the idea. I, I hope it's again. I, I think it jives with what you're saying. It's something unique and it's something that we're more machmer about. In a way, it could be more makel about also. Like it's not connected to the mitzvah, but you can't compare. Now, to go back to the basis that we started with. Is the Beisayis was bothered by why is it when it comes to Hanukkah we're not Malamit Tzchus and when it comes to davening walking by Yeshua we are Malamit Tzchus. So I think the Teretz could be is that by da- the case by davening walking by Yeshua that's regular case of Shad. That's guys don't do anything too suspiciously that thing people suspect the wrong way. As long as you can do something that doesn't look so suspicious, that's fine. It's a very it's a lower it's a lower standard to meet. by Hanukkah we don't we don't just we don't want that we want that when you light it should be in a oifin that there is no mocking chshah we are more machri because that's built into it's built into the mitzvah as opposed to walking by a shul it's not built into hilchus davening and hilchus tefillah hilchus tefillah requires no one's chayish that you don't daven that's not that's not part of hilchus tefillah that's 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 general that's general beast in the kiem so okay as long as I don't do anything too outrageous that man it's more chshah fine I'm not I was yet to beast in the kiem I'm not worried about that. And I think it's, much, it's like a lot lower standard to meet. Hanukkah, that you have to be more careful. You have to there's extra precautions to make sure that there is no shot at all because part of key of mitzvahs, how long as Ner Hanukkah is and how long it has in it no shot. That I think could be a, a good answer possibly to the Beisayis' caution. Now with a couple minutes left, I just want to like sidetrack you for a minute. It, it connected to this about, of course, and something that Kiblev just mentioned a little bit before about the shah leading for other people to, you know, maybe perhaps get a little lax in it themselves. Ramosha has in the Chuvas many places, a good two or three, or not more Chuvas, where Ramosha was discussing what's the difference between Maris Ayin and Chshad. Why do you find that terminology? Uh, when sometimes we word it as Maris Ayin, sometimes we word, we word it as Chshad. So Ramosha says it, he's very clear, he backs this up a few times when he was questioned on that. Ramosha says clearly, it's in Arachayim Beis Sibin Mem, and also in Beis Sibin Samachdala, and also two, and there are other places also where he talks about it. 
He wants to say that Maris Ayin is, you can't do something that somebody, it's to know, define the terms. Maris Ayin is, don't do something that someone watches what you're doing. He'll now think that it's Mutter. He doesn't realize the Cheshbon is why he did something. You had your, um, someone doing work for your house on Shabbos. He thinks, oh, you'll have to hire a guy to do work for you on Shabbos. He doesn't realize that Maris Ayin, that is, he doesn't realize you contracted him on Tuesday and it was not your fault that the uh, guy came Shabbos or whatever. Those are Maris Ayin cases. You know, you give the wrong message, you're going to mislead the public to do things wrong. When something's with Nehach Shad, Dr. Moshe, that's nothing, no one's learning from you. No, no one is, uh, no, that's not what we're worried about. We don't want this a din that people shouldn't look at, you should look down on you. I know what is, I know that guy is wrong. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to copy him. I know he's wrong, but what's with that guy? How come he's not doing it? That's the din of Shad. Don't have people look negative on you. If then you're not going to influence people to do the wrong thing. That's what Moshe says. Again, he has rise to it. And that's how he wants to answer a lot of different questions or whatever. I don't want to just be a one interesting point I think to and that is uh, in Hilfus Basavachol in Yeridea there are more paskins that when it comes things that are only us are they maris ayin, but it comes to the Rabbanon, there is no concern. The case to a point, let's say a person, right, just to, to, to contrast, if a person would use, let's say, these power a power of milk today, people are more make about the whole industry of, of power of milk, so everyone knows about them. But let's say at a time when people and it wasn't so common to use the almond milk or whatever, any of those power of milk. So you're not supposed to, if you're going to cook meat, let's say, meat, and together with this power of milk, you have to make a sign. You have to either put up a sign or leave the container or do something to show everybody that, no, I'm not over anything. It's a, This is power of milk. You have to display it. The Ramah says, if you're cooking chicken, however, doing chicken with, let's say, what he calls shkaden with the almond milk, the Ramah says you don't have to, Put out any sign or whatever and show everybody that it's only uh, it's only almond milk, not real milk. Because being at the whole is there is Maris I didn't really do anything wrong. It, it's power of milk. I didn't cook chicken with the uh, with milk. I cooked chicken with power of milk. But the only shash is Maris Ayin. When it comes to the Rabbanans, that's the Ramos. When it comes to the Rabbanans, you don't have to be concerned about Maris Ayin. That's the Ramos in Pezayin Siv Gimel. So I'm just wondering, based on Ramosha's very clear discrepancy between uh, the between Khshad and Maris Ayin, what happens when something's uh, when it's a Khshad is only by a Drabon? I mean, doing something wrong, but the only thing I, what I'm doing wrong is a Drabon. It may look it may look like what I'm doing wrong is a Drabon. Do you say Khshad by Drabon? Again, by Maris Ayin, Ramos says, I always argue on Drabon, it's according to Ramah, that you can be make when it's only a Drabon in the first place. I'm not really doing anything wrong, all I have to worry about is Maris Ayin, what happens if uh, people are hoisting me that I'm doing something wrong? Again, not that I'm going to influence them to do wrong. They're thinking they're thinking bad about me. They're wondering, why. Well, hey, how come he's not doing it? Once well, the thing I'm doing is only the Rabbana. Would there be Chshad? I anybody who speaks about this Kasha at all, is throwing out this Kasha, interesting Kasha to think about. Again, it's based on if you accept this distinction that Ramosha says the Maris Ayin and Chshad are two separate ta- Takhanas, two separate Xeras. Does the Ramaz Klal of when it comes to the Durabonon, we don't have to worry about Marisayan. Would that also apply to Chshan as well? Now, just in Messiah here, what you would say, well, we're just talking this whole time about Hanukkah. Hanukkah is the Durabonon, yet it's open in the Gemara, Bishop Chshan, we're worried about Chshan. But I don't, I don't think Hanukkah, based on what we've discussed, is you go to Raya for general Durabonon, because Hanukkah is a different kind of Chshan than the average, than the general Chshan that we're worried about, thinking badly on people, or whatever. Because here, like I said, it's it's part and parcel of mitzvahs, halachas, and Hanukkah. We want you to light your menorah in a way that nobody is close to you. That, that's unique to Hanukkah. Maybe that's it's your average Durabanon. I don't have to be concerned with what people think. As long as I'm doing the right thing and people might be close to me that I'm not doing the right thing, I don't have to worry about it. It's, it's, I think it's interesting, Kasha, to think about 
like I said, I don't, I don't know, I don't know anybody who discusses this guy. I don't discuss that length of Zion here a day about Maharas Ayin under Abonans, but what would happen on a Chad Rabban? That's the Kasha Liwal. Good, as Rashmiro Shulman would say, a good and Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode.